Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Behind the Switch, where we make the elaborate worlds of energy, climate, and the environment a little more accessible. I'm Hannah Motadi. And I'm Sophie Kelly. And we are so happy to be continuing our newest installation of our Youth in Action series, Reseeding the Future. A quick recap for folks. As we mentioned last week, the Youth in Action series has been running and will run for the next few months. We are speaking with youth activists and change makers and covering a wide range of topics from fashion to composting to environmental policy, activism, and more. Last week, I introduced you all to my friend and Northeastern University campus leader, Charlotte Whittle, who leads composting at Northeastern University, or Canoe for short, alongside Charlotte Collins. A little confusing with two Charlottes, but they make a great duo, and we are looking forward to learning more about Canoe in the episode today. We were picking right back up in Charlotte's and my conversation when I was asking her more about how she was composting while still living in university housing. Let's get to it. I did not compost freshman year. I mean, I've been vegetarian and now vegan all throughout. So I think I was definitely aware of my food and aware of my waste. And I definitely knew what composting was. But I think at that point, I was, wait, I'm in a new city. Context, I'm from New York, not the city. I'm from mid-state New York. I refuse to call it upstate. I was getting used to a new city. And I think I sort of looked for compost on campus. I yeah. knew that we had like a trash room and there was recycling and trash in there in our dorm. By the time I got to my sophomore year, that's when I sort of realized, oh, there are compost bins in the dining hall. So you can put your food waste in there. The one place I think on Northeastern's campus that for quite some time now has continuously composted is the dining halls and like and uh, dining. So big, big shout out to them for doing that for many years. Yeah. But I think I realized, oh, I'm going to have to do this myself. Yeah. And how do I do that? And what does that look like? And where do I even put my waste? So, which big tip, the biggest tip I can ever give about composting is that if you do not either have the space or you don't want to just have a big composting bin in your kitchen, in your home, is to store your compost in the freezer because that will yeah. prevent it from breaking down. It won't smell. And then take your, you know, for me, my defrosting bag of compost onto city public transportation it's like a race against time (laughs) yeah it was no really and in the winter it would be okay but then in the summer and the tea stop uh for northeastern is outside so I'd be standing in the sun sort of like okay it doesn't smell now but in when it's warm outside and it's stuffy in the tea everyone's gonna be giving you glaring eyes through the whole ride (laughs) Yeah. I mean, now I think since I'm more comfortable with it, I'd be like, this is my compost. Let's talk about it. Obviously different during COVID, but under normal circumstances, now that I'm more comfortable, I'd probably be thinking this is a learning opportunity. Yeah. Um, But also then I think I never wanted to come across as like, I am like a white privileged college student dropping off my compost. I don't need to be lecturing 
everyday like people on the tee about what to do with their food waste. But I did get some looks. I think I got more looks when I would actually get to the drop-off bin because it looks like a trash bin. Yeah, no, um, it does. It says yeah. Project Oscar on yep. the front. So the first time I went looking for it, it took me like 20 minutes to find it. But then taking this big bag of compost and like dumping it in <laughs> and then getting right back on the tee. So it was a labor of love for mother nature for sure. And so I did that in my sophomore year. I did that in my junior year, which was last year until COVID happened. And then I actually was able to convince my folks at home to compost Very and cool. live in a suburban area. And actually, I my house is like on a dead end of a street backed into the woods. So we're able to just do a normal backyard compost right, if we just right. have a bin where we put it and it actually breaks down. And my stepfather, he grew up on a farm. So for them, it's normal. Either give the food waste to reincorporate it into the soil. So I think for talking to my parents about it, it was more, okay, cool. How can we make this happen? So, I mean, that's a privilege too. And that my parents were working from home and we could sort of sit down over dinner and be like, so what do we do about this? What do we do about food waste? But now that I am back in Boston, I'm in my last year of undergrad at Northeastern and I'm able to use a pickup program. But for my sophomore and junior year, I would make the trek to government center, which is very interesting. But I think it definitely, as I was saying before, made it very personal that I was having that very physically intentional, like going there and dropping it off. Right. Yeah. Which is a good segue into probably some of the reasons why you decided to start Canoe, which Charlotte will get into it. But for our listeners, Canoe is composting at Northeastern University. And Charlotte and another friend, Charlotte Collins, founded this together last fall. Is that it actually was founded by somebody named Becca Davis. Um, Got it. And she started okay. it through a fellowship program, but we were in, I guess, like the first sort of graduating class of Canoe. So I know that Charlotte Collins was right alongside her. And then I joined swiftly after with a lot of the other people that are actually still with us. Last semester was our first full semester of having Canoe. That's amazing. Well, so I'm going to ask a few questions about this, which is I'm super excited to hear about Canoe and just kind of learning more about how activism around composting and just around environmental issues in general can be generated on campuses. I would love to hear from you what it's been like to launch a composting initiative on a college campus. And then maybe before that, just a little bit of an overview of what Canoe is and what you all do. First of all, I think it's been really great to be involved in launching an initiative on campus. Obviously, ours is specific to composting. Any students or people out there that have ever been involved in something where you're sort of a part of it starting up and then you can see your goals actually happen, you can have tangible results. I mean, it's so fulfilling. And I think taught me a lot, not only about composting. I mean, there's so much happening with composting, which is such a a niche area to be interested in. There's always new innovation out there to learn about that is great. And then I think it's even greater to sort of digest that information and then package it in a way that's more accessible to students in general. Obviously, there's a very wide array of sustainable groups on campus. Um, And so we've had a lot of support and I think a lot of our supporters are environmental minded people. 
Right. Um, but there's always going to be people that don't know as much about sustainability when they come across us either on campus or in social media or, you know, if we're supporting an event or even just with learning about updates with Northeastern composting, like an institution, we do want to cater to people that know a bit about sustainability and not be super repetitive for those people, but then also be really welcoming to people that don't know that much about sustainability. And I think also look at the ways that composting as like this very niche part of sustainability relates to other groups. One of the big things that we've been focusing on this semester, obviously having meetings is a bit weird because it's an online platform and that can be a bit of a struggle. And also we're a very new group. We're very small. And so we've been focusing on going to other clubs and presenting at their meetings in that way. Sometimes it is going to HEAT, which is Husky's Environmental Action Team, which is the main green group on campus. So they know what we're talking about. They're very familiar with sustainability. But then sometimes it's going to Cruelty Free, which is a vegan group or a feminist organization. And so there are definitely connections that can be made with those types of groups that are familiar with activism and advocacy, sort of looking at the bigger picture, but drawing the connections between our group and their group and right. packaging the sustainable education in a different way, if you will. So I really can't say enough good things about it. It's been really fulfilling. And I work with very sustainable-minded people. The irony that the two co-presidents right now are both named Charlotte <laughs> is a bit confusing. And we're both interested in sustainability. Charlotte's thinking of getting into urban planning, which I'm currently in, which is great. We've had some of these people since the beginning of Canoe. We have some new people that have come in. So it's really great to be surrounded by sustainable-minded students on campus and then working with other groups that also have broader base or just yeah. a different base of students. No, it's super exciting. I think one of the most amazing things about starting an initiative or a club on a college campus is you're just able to have so many different ideas in one space. And ultimately, the more we can start to intertwine issues like composting or of sustainability with other fights for justice, the more all of them will succeed. So being able to do that as an incubator on a college campus is so cool because that's where like all these ideas are just really being slammed together by people that are so passionate, which is really exciting. So I'm glad you and Charlotte are doing this work. We'll stop rolling for now, but we are looking forward to continuing the conversation in the next episode about the ways in which composting intersects with movements of racial justice and food justice. A quick comment before we sign off. It's great to hear that Charlotte and Charlotte have found that distilling complex information and making it more accessible is a key strategy in bringing a community together around an action like composting. This is our specialty here at Climable. And the more we as an environmental community seek to make information intersectional and accessible, the better equipped we will all be to foster healing, justice, and climate action. Thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, reach out with questions, comments, and ideas. Follow us on social media to keep in the loop and see what we are up to until next time.